0: Welcome to the Blood Bank Association of New York State podcast. BBANYS has been dedicated to improving transfusion medicine in New York State since 1951. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of BBA NYS. Hello and welcome to the BBA NYS podcast series. I am Behnam Rafi, a fourth year pathology resident at NYU Long Island Hospital. Today I have my co-resident Zarin Hosseinzadeh, a third year pathology resident here, and we are going to discuss about the utilization of a recently approved medication in the treatment of thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, named Kaplacizumab.
1: Hi Behnam, thank you for this great introduction, and I'm excited to talk about this uh, topic.
0: Okay. First, I would like to ask you, what is caplacizumab?
1: Okay. So caplacizumab is an anti von factor nanobody, which was approved in August 2018 in the European uni- Union for the treatment of adults experiencing an episode of acquired thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura in conjunction with plasma exchange and immunosuppression. It was also approved by FDA in February of 2019 for uh, acu- acquired thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, again, in conjunction with plasma exchange and immunosuppressive therapy. Uh, of note, the other name for caplizizumab is caplevi.
0: Okay, thank you so much for a great explanation. Uh, my next question is, what is the mechanism of action of caplizizumab?
1: Sure, um, it inhibits the interaction between von Willebrand factor, multimers and platelets, which blocks platelet aggregation and dangerous blood clot formation. So it reduces organ injury due to ischemia.
0: Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And next question, uh, what is TTP? Sure,
1: so that's gonna be a long answer. Okay, thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura, first described in 1924, is a subgroup of thrombotic microangiopathies. It is classically characterized by microangiopathic hemolytic anemia, thrombocytopenia, renal failure, fever, and neurologic symptoms. It's a life-threatening condition, which even with proper treatment has a 20% mortality rate with a relapse rate of about 36%. The etiology of TTB has been discovered to be due to severe deficiency of ADAMTS13, which is an enzyme responsible for cleavage of large von Willebrand factor multimers. In the majority of cases, the deficiency results from acquired autoantibodies against ADAMTS13, uh, which is also named immune TTP, or it can be congenital. In less than 5% of TTP cases, severe deficiency is a result of recessively inherited mutation of the ADAMTS13 gene, which is the congenital TTP, TTP type, also known as upshaw Shulman syndrome. Um, of note, congenital TTP may have an adult onset in about 2% of cases. Hope that answers your
0: question. Actually, it was a great answer and very uh, complete Actually, explanation of the TTP. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. The next question is, if, uh, is there any contraindication for coplacizumab? And if so, what are those contraindications?
1: Sure, um, it is contraindicated in patients with a previous uh, severe hypersensitivity reaction, including urticaria. Also concomitant use of, uh, use of Cap-Levy with an, any anticoagulant may increase the risk of bleeding. So it's strongly recommended to assess and monitor patients closely for bleeding with concomitant use.
0: Thank you so much. And let's go to the next question. What are the dose and the roles of administration of the caplacizumab in TTP?
1: Certainly, caplacizumab is injected under the skin or given as an infusion into a vein. Caplacizumab and plasma exchange are typically started on the same day. However, caplacizumab is continued for 30 days or longer after the last daily plasma exchange.
0: Thank you so much for your answer. And next question, can you tell us about the adverse reactions of the caplacizumab?
1: Certainly, caplacizumab increases the risk of bleeding, including gingival bleeding, epistaxis, and gastrointestinal bleeding. The patient may have a higher risk of bleeding if he or she has a bleeding disorder like hemophilia or she, he or she is taking any other medication that increases the risk of bleeding, such as any anticoagulants.
0: It was a great explanation. Uh, are there any specific considerations while using caplacizumab? <coughs>
1: um, some specific contra- uh, considerations may be avoiding activities that increase your uh, risk of bleeding, uh, such as certain sports, or taking extra care when um, someone is shaving or using uh, a toothbrush. Um, also, it's recommended to withhold the drug for seven days prior to elective surgeries or dental procedures or any other invasive interventions.
0: Great, thank you so much. And as the last question, are there any special warnings for use during pregnancy?
1: So interestingly, currently there are no available data on caplosuzumab used um, in pregnant women or its relation with any birth defects or miscarriages. However, caplosuzumab may increase the risk of bleeding in fetus and neonates. So again, it is recommended to monitor neonates for any bleeding. And also all patients, including pregnant women, are at increased risk of bleeding. So pregnant women receiving caplacizumab should be carefully monitored for any evidence of excessive bleeding. And I hope that answers all your questions.
0: It was great answers. And thank you so much, Zarin. This concludes our discussion on caplacizumab. Thank you all for listening to this episode of BBI NYS podcast series. Until our next time. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you join us for future BBANYS podcasts and events. Future events can be found on our website, www.bbanys.org.